Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games, all kinds of games, every game, some of the games. I'm your host, Jared, and today I am here with Ben. Oh, hello. And I'm here with Kai. Hello. How are you doing today? You went really slow there for a second. I'm good. I'm good. Who, me or Kai? You. Zencaster couldn't match your energy. That's what it was. You know what? I have. I just too. I'm just too uh, explosive today. That Zencaster <laughs> can't handle the the energy. I'm just so excited to talk about Danganronpa Chapter Three, Two, Three. We already three. talked about Chapter Two. Uh, before we start, we have some feedback and comments on Good Pods. Hey. If you haven't, go follow us on Good Pods. Leave us a review. We have at this point 121 reviews on good pods most of them being five stars which i think aside from that one three star that we got a while ago which (laughs) come on guys i mean i appreciate the five star i really do but you know we're not great at all so you know talk shit on us we would love to read it um but some of the comments nave from gaming together the cooperative podcast nave always comes in clutch is always commenting on our uh, episodes he said and he put in quotes who the hell is that what you don't know the pervert bear lmao talking about monokuma clearly and we didn't know who the pervert bear was but before playing this (laughs) we're all too familiar with him unfortunately right uh brian and ryan from list off podcast said uh, i was somewhat familiar with these games just because of their crazy naming convention but i'd never played any of them while i still may never play dang gone grandpa this is the next best thing great episode guys yes because it came to fucking game pass didn't it like (laughs) i know i know kai and i were talking about that it was like the double-edged sword of we just bought it and now it's on Game Pass, but now it's back in like the ethos. People are talking about it. So hey, if you guys want to play Ding on Rampa along with us, it's on Game Pass. Go check it out. We got in there right in time. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we I was telling Kai we worked with Phil Spencer and I we correlated that. So we like, hey Phil, put that on Game Pass right when we start playing it. Even though I didn't know until you told me. He's in my contact list on my phone as Papa Ooh, Phil. Okay. Papa <laughs> Phil. <laughs> That's what I have him down as. Oh, good old Papa Phil. Good old Papa Phil. If you missed the last episode, we covered chapter two of Danganronpa and all of the deaths and all the murders. And if you missed it, you should go check that out because that one was, uh, didn't see that one coming. Unlike this chapter, which in my opinion was pretty predictable. We kind of, we kind of called it early on. Um, But yeah, at the end of the last episode, we wrapped up the second trial. We, spoilers for the last episode, Mondo did it. He's the one that killed him. We... Mondo got his his punishment. Now we have access to the third floor, right? Yes, correct. Yes, we have access to now the third floor. And in normal Danganronpa fashion, we come together and like, hey, let's all go explore the third floor. And now we have access to it. Um, There's some weird things on the third floor here. There is an art room. There is a chemistry lab, physics lab, not chemistry lab. Physics lab, yeah physics lab um with a really strange device that apparently is just an air purifier <laughs> yeah yeah monokuma tries to mug it air off as a time machine doesn't he he, he starts yeah. saying it's a time machine and he's like oh no it's an air purifier like that's something i guess it's to do with the windows like because the windows are boarded they need like they're, fresh oxygen they're sealed or something. In, apparently yeah i don't know yeah which i don't think like aren't air purifiers don't they just like get rid of the dust in the air and the allergens and stuff like they don't create new oxygen uh, I mean, they scrub. They scrub whatever the 
chemicals are in the air out of it and then produce cleaner air. So in that sense, I mean, you can't cre- create pure oxygen unless you have the base chemicals to do so, which would be probably Maybe pretty expensive. But all they're doing is taking like the bad air. I mean, eventually, if it was really like air sealed, it would just all be carbon dioxide and they'd all die. So <laughs> there you go. That's one way to get rid of all the all the teenagers, right? Is yeah. just kill them all with carbon <laughs> dioxide. Product placement. Oh, representing. I have a Christmas cub. You guys can't see it, but oh, we can see I each other now. I don't actually support Starbucks. It just happens to be the uh, the closest. It's a, it's a convenient location. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that uh, Taka did not take Mondo's death very well in the last episode, he <laughs> that's a bit almost. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Uh, to the point where we had to argue against him in like the final DDR rhythm game. So he was defending Mondo, saying Mondo could never have done it, even though there was clear evidence. And Mondo himself was like, no, I did it. Like, I, I did yeah. it. Um, Bataka is now just distraught with Mondo's passing, and he's just silent for probably 90% of this, and then just fucking flips <laughs> 180 yeah. come later that's yeah i mean we'll get to that when that happens but yeah at this moment in time he's like stood rigid looks yeah. like you he's talk seen to him and they're just like ellipses 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 and he doesn't say anything what the fuck is an ellipses it's the three dots the three dots oh i didn't know that's what that was actually called hey look at us play along pod educating <laughs> the masses mm. yeah dot dot okay, dot okay 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 um i think talk about the weird little camera as well oh yes in the in the physics room on the table there is a pink yellow blue hearted camera with a little uh what would you call this little fairy like it looks like cupid she looks like um a a unicorn cherubi a unicorn that is not what that looks like i don't know what What are they called the pudgy princess yeah the flying babies death baby or whatever yeah so, so she's it. actually this is actually one of the gifts that i got um from the mono mono machine oh this itself a statue of this oh, character gotcha. she's like princess pudgy deaf something she's essentially the main character of an anime um and that was something i gave to hafumi so when i saw the camera i was like oh okay right it's gonna be related to hafumi i mean it's obvious I mean, yeah, when you see this thing, you're like, this could only belong to Hifumi. There's no way it belongs to anybody this else. This is a Hifumi ass camera if I ever saw it. Abs- absolutely. Um, but I believe those are kind of the new areas. Those are all the new areas on the third floor, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's not much. There's like a couple of, you get normally like little classrooms and stuff. Classrooms, yeah. But yeah. Other um, than that, it's pretty much the same. Oh, no. There is one other thing, the rec room. Oh, oh, the rec room, yes. The rec room is on the third floor, um, which has like magazines in it and a pool table. Table, darts. Yeah, it's essentially like a mini pub, I guess. Like it's got all the There's a weird interaction with Monokuma where they talk about like restocking the magazines that are there and it gets weirdly sexual too well, again it's, it's between like, yeah it's like celeste she's like yeah oh will they like get the newest issues as they come in and monokuma's like well he also says something weird that may be a hint to the outside world but monokuma says like no not with the world the current way it is mm-hmm. yes like, yeah what does that, that mean monokuma that. just like post-apocalyptic uh you know realm outside 
Yeah, he, he drops a little comment about how it, it wouldn't be possible essentially to update new issues as if they're not being made. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing we do find, though, as we're exploring the third floor is when we go into the the art gallery, there is a little room in the back. I forgot what the, it's like the rec, the, what oh, is the, it's the, room the repository? Oh, the yeah, repository, that one's the repository. The yeah. um, but what we find in the repository is an image on the floor and it's a picture. And the picture is of Leon, Mondo, and Chihiro. And they're all laughing and smiling, and they're in a classroom. And as we like examine the picture further, we see that this clearly couldn't be taken while we were in here because the windows behind them are open. And it's like shows the outside world, it shows trees and everything like that. So and immediately when we find it, Monokuma pops up and he's like, oh, I dropped that. And he takes it from you and kind of skitters away to his little hole that he lives in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you... I mean, I I feel like it's pretty obvious, but do you agree in me thinking that Monokuma deliberately put that there? Oh, I think so. I think everything Monokuma does is intentional. It it must be, right? Like, it's some kind of way of confusing the students or or something. This brings up the conversation that clearly, like, even though it seemed when we first started this game, this is where all these students met, they had known each other outside of this and just don't have any like recollection to have knowing each other like they all went to school together or maybe hopes they went to hope's peak and this is i don't know i don't know maybe it it definitely leans purgatory it definitely leans at least towards leon mondo and chihiro knowing each other at least at the very minimum Mm -hmm. we also get a hint later on in this section as well that leads us to to question how they all ended up here and necessarily maybe why they don't remember each other. You talk about Kyoko? No, it's something Hafumi says. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll get to that when, uh, we when that will happens, get I guess. There. Yeah. All right. Next is... Um... So I believe that's it for that day. That day is just exploring, right? And then... Yeah, after that, mm-hmm. I think we meet up together in the dining hall like normal and like talk about all the things we find. We talk about the picture. The students discuss like, well, how could they possibly have taken that picture if they weren't in here or whatever? I believe this is when Hina... I'm trying to work out... Oh, no, Hina doesn't talk about um, about the ghost yet, does she? I think this is when she talks about the ghost. She talks about her seeing some kind of figure in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to follow this through because I, I swear I remember ha- this happening differently. But I thought, I thought it happened later. Yeah, but essentially at some point uh, you're talking to Hina. I believe it is the second day after after mm. the class trial. And Hina talks about how she saw a ghost. And uh, she was in the locker room to the bathhouse and there was this weird orange glow. And she's like, I swear it was Chihiro's face. I swear I saw him in the locker room. I think how it comes up to is she's not in the dining hall meeting with us. She's not there in the morning. That might be it. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. But everyone very curious as to how, what she meant. They all head to the uh, the locker room and they see a laptop that is inside one of the computers. I mean, one of the lockers. <laughs> <laughs> a laptop Oof. and a computer. 
um and they're like oh like did you how did you just get scared by seeing like a, the green light of the the computer on the screen and that's what scared you um and as they go to turn on the laptop and they go through kind of the files they chihiro's face does show up on the screen and he actually starts interacting with the the students and we find out that this was a program made by chihiro called alter ego that's kind of like this highly advanced AI that we can have conversations with that can even like replicate other people's personality from the knowledge it has. Like at one point it starts talking as Mondo and Mondo comes up on the screen and everything. But that's yeah. what Hina had seen and that's what she kind of interacted with, which is interesting. Which is also what inevitably uh, kicks Taka out of his funk of a state. Yeah. Blends him, imbues him with the uh, spirit of Mondo for this next section, which... They do the fusion. They do the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. Yeah, yeah. Not only is it the laptop that we saw in the library, mm-hmm. um, we also we start talking to it, and it, I think at one point it calls us master because it thinks that we're Chihiro, right? Yeah. And Kyoko types in saying, you know, like, oh, Chihiro's dead. Uh, Mondo mm-hmm. killed him. Blah 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 blah. And then yeah, it does this weird section where it impersonates Mondo. Mm-hmm. Um. And talks to Tucker and basically tries to kick Tucker up the ass and say, you know, men have to be men and other, you know, masculine, quote unquote, stuff. Yeah, to kind of kick him out of his funk because he comes into our room or something and he says, like, follow me. And that's when we lead him to the thing. and we Oh, yeah, because he's he's not there when it happens. That's it. Yeah. He's not there when we go to Alter Ego the first time and he comes to the room after mm-hmm. one of the free time mm-hmm. sections and he's like oh is it true there's a laptop where i can talk to Chihiro?" yeah and he clearly actually- is not he's clearly not processing uh mondo's death very well because this whole like no. not only his does his demeanor change his like physical appearance changes too like he has yeah. white hair his eyes are like bright red it's it's wild he goes super saiyan for better yeah. one like better one of a better term Oh, his entire personality changes. He's no longer the moral compass. He's some blend of the ultimate gang leader and the moral compass, which is... Yeah, but it's, well, like, it's like a little bit of both because he, he tries to be like tough like Mondo and curse like Mondo, but he calls people like buttholes and stuff like that. Like he's not like fully like leaned into yeah. the Mondo mentality. Yeah, like doesn't he... Doesn't Tucker stop calling himself Tucker as well? He's like, oh, I'm not Tucker. He's like, because I am like, me or something. Yeah, he me. says I am me, and then he like I think he fuses their name at some point. So it's like Takondo or something like that. Yeah, he fuses Mondo and Takondo. Jesus, I'm Weird. here for it. I'm here for the Dragon Ball Z references. I'm here for oh. the Super Saiyan Taka. <laughs> don't get don't get too attached to Super Saiyan Taka. <laughs> don't get attached to anybody in this. Exactly. In this don't, game. Get attached, don't, don't get attached to anybody in this game. I don't know. We're 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 working it down to I think the group that escapes, but we can. Go into my conspiracy theories later. So, Ooh. conspiracy. Okay, I feel like everyone's gonna die, and this game's not gonna end happily. That's my that's my theory. Oh, you well, we, we know we know there's sequels, and I know that there's characters from this one that end up in the sequels. So someone's got to make it out alive. And also, we oh, we're I a main know character. That. Thanks for spoiling it for me. Oh well, <laughs> you know. It's the uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. The the next events that happen, I think you can go through some free time after this. Um, we didn't do anything exciting. We did the same, interacted with some characters that we didn't before, and we got some different uh, skills that we hadn't had prior. Uh, I think we did a day with Fumi. We did one with Sakura, and I think that's it. 
I think we just we kind of just okay. went to all the characters that we hadn't really interacted with prior. I tried to do mm-hmm. one with Tucker. Um, mm-hmm. pre- oh, we did try to do one with Tucker, but he was he just didn't say anything the entire time. Yeah, I was gonna say pre Super Saiyan Evolution, he uh, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we gave our gifts. Gave yeah, our gifts. Was- we did a little. We did a little bit of the uh, Monokuma machine. <clears throat> and we did like oh we just instead of doing five because we were doing five coins before and we were rotating in fives i think we started this one with like 16 percent or something like that to get a duplicate and so we were just doing right. one coin just because we had like 80 so if you just save the coins you can get some but this is where we started seeing repeating gifts that we had gotten before and everything in our oh, percentage okay, started right. going up yeah yeah yeah. okay so i did i didn't touch the mono <clears throat> machine this time mm. we're like why not let's do it not that we already have a shit ton of stuff from before that we were giving people. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank bless you. your soul. Um, now, I do believe, is uh, the beginning of the shit show. Yeah, the shit the goes note. down. Somebody yes. slides a note under your door. Mm. Um, just says, meet in the dining hall. And mm. I believe... Yeah. Uh, oh, we should say, to preface this entire situation... Um, Tucker forms an attachment to Alter Ego because it's his way to talk to Mondo and Chihiro. And I think Hafumi wants to fuck the laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he absolutely. He says something like, he's like talking about like Chihiro, and then he's like, and the keyboard. And I'm like, keyboard? What are you doing, buddy? I will say this, though. After a long (laughs) section of what could be interpreted as anti trans, there is a moment when Hifumi's talking about alter ego. And yes. I don't remember who says what. But it's a like, hero. Hero's like, oh, it's a boy. Or he's a boy or something like that. And, and, and Hifumi's literally just like, I don't care. it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, yeah. all right. <laughs> all right, Hifumi bisexual for 2D art. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, I think but, it's because uh, of the master word. <laughs> yeah, that, that triggered him. Yeah, yeah but he's, so, just a, he's a little cuck. That's what he likes. He likes being dominated or being called master, I guess. He's confusing lad. He yeah, likes it both yeah. ways. You know? He can, he can, he can, he can, he can fall into both roles. You know, he ends up falling in love with the Chihiro AI that is on this laptop now. Yeah. I mean, look, nobody bats an eyelid when it's Master Chief and Cortana, but as soon as it's Hifumi and a laptop, <laughs> everyone gets a bit That's weird fair. about it. That's fair. That's, That's fair. That's valid. Um, but the the bad news of why we met in the dining hall is because, if I remember right, alter ego is gone. <gasps> dun dun dun! Someone said they wanted more dun dun does, so I added <laughs> that in here. Okay. Uh, is that why we met in the dining hall? Is that I'm what pretty happened? sure. Yeah, Kyoko's there, and she's like, "Oh, um, alter ego's been stolen." No, because well, when first... she calls us into the, I think she announced that when she calls us into the locker room, like the third time. She goes, it's been stolen. Well, what right? happens when we first find the laptop is Kyoko starts talking about, well, if what if someone comes and takes the laptop? Or what if Monokuma finds out? So she talks about, I'll have my door open so I can hear anybody going into the uh, into the locker room. Also, she asked the Chihiro AI that if you see anybody that you don't recognize, yell out for me. That's why she was keeping her door open so she could hear the Chihiro AI yelling if anybody was going to take the not, laptop. The not only place. that, because of the response that um, Hifumi and Taka or Takondo or me uh, had with the laptop, <laughs> she also tells the laptop to yell if it was Taka or Hifumi who came and took it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the that assumption, the assumption is, is that whoever took the laptop is neither 
uh, someone we don't know or Taka Hufumi, so not Monokuma. No, yeah, you are right. Yeah, the laptop gets stolen um, because we talked to Kyoko about that, and then mm-hmm. I believe it's the next day we meet Kyoko, but she explains that this is when we find out about Celeste and the rec room, right? Yeah, like something happened yes. with her in the rec room. So we head to the rec room, uh, and we see that Celeste has been attacked. She is scrapes scuffs all over her. Uh, and well, first they're... it's Hifumi. I'm pretty sure he's the one who greets us at the door, right? Um, I thought it was no, just Hifumi's not there. Why. He's he's been kidnapped, apparently, hasn't he? Oh, he's been yeah. That's what she says. She says like, "Oh, I I woke up early at like 6 a.m. and I saw a suspicious figure that I had, I didn't recognize, mm. so I followed him, and then he attacked me. And then as I came to, I took a picture of the assailant." attacking Hifumi and shows us the the picture because she had the, the camera that we had found uh, and shows the picture and there is a giant robot that has Hifumi in a chokehold which I why am I why am I surprised a giant mech robot which is yeah just, what's it wait Optimus what's it Prime Robo, is just Robo Justice, Justice yeah. yeah yeah they called him Robo Justice he looks like Optimus Prime and he's just trying to put Hifumi in a sleeper hold yeah for um, some reason and there's like a poorly like the the thing i don't understand and this is an aside the robot itself is designed expertly like yeah just chef's kiss but then they painted an r and a j on each shoulder and it looks like the worst <laughs> like painting ever it's like handwriting. it's like dripping and i'm just like wait a minute what is what's is happening here yeah it's robo, it's robo justice man um so yeah this this wild robot has now assaulted celeste and has kidnapped hifumi uh, as we explore the rec room a little bit more we see a hammer on the floor it's kind of just a small little hammer and it's uh the justice hammer one i think it is that's right um, yep yeah so now we're trying to we're gathering everybody together and we're trying to go find this assailant um i'm trying to think what happens oh we head so you- to the library yeah so um you it, gets, it gets confusing as we go well, there's forward. a lot of there's a lot of back and forth in this yeah section. yeah 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 so it's it's like basically celeste has been attacked apparently at 7 a.m that was something that was yeah. like super critical to what happened <laughs> yeah. yeah oh because um, we we met in the dining hall and only kyoko sakura and and uh hina were there yeah, uh, that's and they right. waited for an hour from seven to eight and no one had showed up so that's when they went to go look found celeste she said that she got knocked out and was knocked out for an hour that's when we found her she came to and everything mm-hmm. yeah and then we are essentially now looking for hifumi and we yeah. find hifumi in the library yeah. and, he has uh, also been attacked and he's a bit worse he has blood coming from his head and now there is a larger hammer that's next to him that says uh justice hammer two and so we're yep. starting to get the fact that as these hammers are starting to progress, the individuals that were attacked are getting more injured and the hammers are getting larger and larger each time. So now yeah. we're trying to hunt down this robo justice before someone gets really hurt. So I think yeah. we leave, no, we take Kofumi to the nurse's office because that's another room Correct. that's now yes. unlocked with the end of the second class trial. Um, and we leave him in the uh, the nurse's office. Yes. Yeah. And we are now looking for this suspicious individual. Right. We, and and so, I think it's Celeste and Hina that stay back because 
Hina is yes. like yeah. terrified at this point, and she's like not feeling well. So they kind of just stay behind, and we all go look for um, we look for the the assailant, the Robo Justice. Yeah. So while we're looking for Robo Justice, I believe it says here it doesn't matter where you go, but essentially, as long, as long as you head to the second floor. Because mm-hmm. uh, you talk about who the traitor might be, and it's like, well, Kyoko's nowhere to be seen. Hero's yeah, nowhere Kyoko to be since seen. The dining hall in the morning, exactly. And Hero's nowhere either. So people are like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it's one of them two. Mm-hmm. And after you're on the second floor, you look around, and when you leave, there'll be like a massive scream, mm-hmm. and you go to the nurse's office, and that's when. Uh, we find out that I believe this is when we find Hafumi on the floor, yeah. covered in blood, with yeah. Justice Hammer three, three. Yeah. next to him. Yeah, yeah. Hafumi then, has been assaulted, murdered. Well, and, at this point, he's declared well, dead. He's declared dead, yeah. and the and the death discovery. A lot. The thing goes off. Yeah. The whatever the recording is that normally plays of monokuma going yeah it's like a body has been yeah yeah so now now hofumi has been murdered by this apparent robo justice that is walking around smacking up dudes with hammers uh yes. and we have to stop it before anybody else dies we had left hofumi oh we heard the scream and we went back to the nurse's office and hofumi was deceased we heard the alarm go off yep S- announcing that the, we three people have found a dead body and now we're out hunting for the robo justice yes, yes. and uh kyoko not kyoko sakura biakya and toko had split went up. into a group and then us yeah so we Hina went and celeste we went looking for them and yeah. the whole time that we're looking for them celeste is doing this weird thing of like it's always Celeste that sees this person. She, we're on the yeah. first floor, and she's like, "I see him by the staircase. He's running up to the, on the second stairs floor, or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running up to the second floor, and then he runs up to the third floor, and eventually we end up in the physics room, mm. and we end up in the equipment room of the physics room, and that is where we discover Tucker, Mondo, Tucker, me, whoever fucking his body. Um, There's another dead person, which is two dead people, which is the first that this has happened. But Kai, you got your wish. Taka is dead. Finally, they got took long enough. Uh, and then in that <laughs> room, it's Sakura, Byakia, and Toko. And Toko Correct. is yeah. passed out because she was Toko and not Genocide Jill, and she saw blood. So she's, yeah. she's outie. And if I remember rightly, Taka, his room has Justice Hammer 4. Yes, Correct. because we skip three at yeah. this point. We've got one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. I think yes. so. Um, and no, uh, no death announcement plays. So the assumption is that either someone's not actually dead, or there's just one that played for both of them. At for the both time. of them, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, because it seemed that they had been found around the same time. Because, like we said, Sakura, Byakuya, and Toko were the one that found. Uh, Taka's body, and then we found Hafumi's body in the nurse's office. Yeah. Uh, when we leave the physics lab to go tell everybody, we run into Celeste again, who, again, I think is heard a scream or freaks out or something, but when we go back to the nurse's office to check on Hafumi, Hafumi's body is now gone. Mm-hmm. Correct, yes. Which is strange, because 
we know that the bodies aren't tampered with and moved from Monokuma until after the trial is over. And that's when they move the bodies. He's like, oh, I don't want corpses around. That's not good. We also um, know that Fumi weighs a, a cool 800 pounds. So, you know. <laughs> He is a very chunky boy. It's not. It's not like those, uh, you those know. small legs are working hard, man. Those little a- legs. Aoli's not gonna like lift him up or anything. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's a she's a swimmer. She's athletic. She's a swimmer. She Soccer does like eighteen possible. sports, doesn't she? Yeah, exactly. Um, but now everyone's fucking confused and freaked out because his body is gone. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking, they forget they've left Toko unconscious in the other room. Correct. So when they head back to the equipment room of the physics lab, Taka's body is now gone as well. Mm-hmm. Now, both of the dead bodies that have showed up have somewhat somehow disappeared. Yes. Isn't there um, isn't there a moment where you try to get into the repository of the art room, but it's locked? I don't know if we try to get into the repository. Someone else tries to get in the repository, if I remember correctly. Hina, oh, Hina okay. and Sakura, I think, talk later about how they tried to go in to check as they were looking around, and they could not get yeah, in. Yeah, they couldn't locked. get oh, in. Oh, okay. I, I went to the art room personally, mm-hmm. um, trying to... Because there's like a weird section where you you have to essentially wait for the game to prompt you with Biaka. Mm-hmm. And you're kind yeah. of just doing your own thing. And in that time, I went to the art room and the repository was locked. Mm. So, ah. yeah, we did not do that. <laughs> if not, Hina does. Uh, she does mention in the class trial that the door was locked. The door so was you, locked. you find yeah. out either way. But um, now it's the search for these dead bodies. Now, not only are we trying to figure find this individual who's killing everybody, we have to somehow find where Taka and Hafumi's body have gone. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe in that search, we do get to the art room and we do get into the repository. And then we find both Taka and Hifumi's dead body in the repository. And I think That's right. Yes. Well, we find, yeah, we find Taka's dead body. And then Aoli uh, gets on her knees crying for Hifumi. <laughs> oh, yes. tears. The tears of her, of her love stream down her face onto Hifumi. And Hifumi has a brief moment of, uh, of clarity where he comes back to life. And is yeah. and this is the moment I'm talking about where he kind of gives it away. He says something's along the line of before he gets into because they ask like who killed you, but before that he's like I remember, I remember being with you all before we were here. Before we were here, like he says something like that. Like I remember being around you guys before we were here, and then you're just assuming that he's delirious. And then when uh, Aoli asks or Hina, it's Hina but I like to call her Aoli, asks, who killed you? <laughs> he says Yasuhiro, which is the first name of Hiro, who is yeah. still missing at this point, who has not been seen this right. entire section. Yeah. Which kind of plays out. You know, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him or Kyoko. And now Hifumi is telling us that Hiro is the one that is, is the one that killed him. Killed him and Taka. Yes. Yeah. And so now the... Investigation now, begins. I was just saying, now Hafumi dies, and isn't there another yeah. fucking bell as well? Because I believe there's two bells. Yes. There? Now a bell goes off at this yeah. time again, and the investigation officially starts. We get the Monokuma file number three, and which tells us little to nothing. Like, I think it was just yeah. how they died. They both died in very they're, similar they're ways. struck with a similar object. That's, I yep. think, all Hit over the head, and that's all the information that we I would also get. like to say, at this point, me and Jared were 100% convinced it was Celeste. We were like, 
I mean, oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, right? Like, I, I've watched this game be played, and I knew it was Celeste. I remembered that this murder was Celeste, but I couldn't remember the ins and outs of how she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, even it, once you start to put two and two together before you find any clues, it's immediately weird to you that Celeste is the only person who sees this stranger. Not only that, but just like the entire time we're having this interaction and this ordeal trying to find these bodies and bodies dying, she acts completely different than she has throughout the entirety yeah. of the game. Like I mean, how she's she also, and how she talks and everything. She's also, except for, sorry, except for Tucker, yeah. she's also at every single scene with Hafumi, right? Like she's in the rec room yeah. at first, then she's in the nurse's office. We leave her and Hina there. So, I mean... Yeah. Every they're very obviously trying to pass the blame on to Hero, mm-hmm. but you know if you if you take a step back and don't follow the game's prompts, then right, yeah, you can kind of see that Celeste is a bit suspicious. Outside of what we even learned in this Sus. section, the two things that gave it away for me of like who committed this murder was the relationship that Hafumi and Celeste had in the first place, where it's like the master relationship. Yeah. But secondly, there's a conversation you have with Hafumi. And maybe it's only in free time. I'm not sure. I don't think it can't be where he talks about um, like being a sculptor. He's, he's like, I'm one of the five great, like, you know, sculptors. It was, it um, was a free time because um, he talks about his like whole life with like sculpting and everything. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's with him. when he's in the art room, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. one of the five great sculptors. He's like, I can, you know, turn anything into 3D because 3D is like the 2D or something. He just goes on this weird rant. Um, and then you realize as soon as the section starts that like a giant mech robot that has been perfectly crafted can only be created by Hafumi. Like he's the only one who could have pulled that off unless it's something Monokuma is yeah. doing. But, but we know that Hafumi is not really interfering. That he's a weeb. The... So it's just like, you know, the justice hammers perfectly painted and the robot suit. Yeah. It's like, okay, he must've been also, involved with this. The justice hammers, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it was just me who was looking at them, but I swear there is a Batman symbol on them. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta see this. It's possible. I swear that's a Batman symbol. It's black with a yellow bat on it. I'm trying to get a larger picture. I mean, if you if you squint, you can kind of see. Like... It's Batman esque. Yeah, the hammers, are, yeah. The, the, the hammers are blue though, right? Yeah. yeah, they're like they're like blue and then yellow. It's text. like a yellow fin with black on it. But, but yeah. now, yes. Yeah, so now the investigation has started, um, right. and everyone of is suspicious the... of uh, not Sakura, of Hero and and Kyoko. Kyoko, yeah, yeah. Because neither yeah. of them have been seen this entire we have not, time. We have not we seen them this entire time, which is no. suspicious. Yeah. So um, yeah, go, go for on. it, Ben. You're going to say something. No, no. I was just going to say about the the truth bullets that you get because there's a couple of places that you visit and a couple of different truth bullets that you get. Um, so uh, the first thing is the the biggest one is probably the hammer in the art mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are hammers missing from the rack. It's very obvious that the justice hammers were painted were those from hammers? these hammers. Absolutely. But one of them is a truth bullet for spotless hammer, which is essentially a hammer that has been washed almost like cleaned and buffed like the side of it looks mm. like it's been sanded or something mm-hmm. um and hafumi's glasses are probably like a big one as well 
Yes, oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's the biggest hint is that when we find Hifumi in the nurse's office the first time, his glasses are covered in blood, and the time we find him uh, in the in suppository, the repository in the suppository, in the repository, <laughs> uh, his glasses are clean. I will say this though: if the assumption is is that Hifumi wasn't really dead the first time we found him, and he like because we know he's alive when. Um, we find him in the uh, rec- uh, yeah when Hina, Hina is crying on him because he says he like comes like that would make sense that he would clean his glasses so it's not the yeah. the biggest gotcha but it does it is a piece in the in the story the other thing that is interesting that's not a truth bullet but is a piece of information we receive is in the nurse's office there's an offhand comment about the refrigerator to the right that says it's filled right. with blood bags blood. for like blood transfusions but it doesn't actually become a truth bullet. It's just like yeah. I mean, know. it's used in the trial. Like they talk about it. It's just not like a piece of information that we take. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. Um, there's also some truth bullets about like the tarp that's in the room. There's a tarp mm-hmm. underneath Tucker's body, and yeah. there's a dolly that mm-hmm. was very clearly used to move the body. It's got blood stains yeah. on it, and yeah, and the. Yeah, the physics storage room has wheel marks running out of it that are right. in That's blood. It. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the other big thing that we, we found that was hinting towards Hifumi being alive in the first place is in the nurse's office trash can, there is a cloth with blood on it, and it has the exact character that was on Hifumi's camera. The yeah, the puffy princess, pudgy. Puffy, piggy, prin- wiggly princess. Puggy, pudgy, Whatever it was. Princess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once again, though, if he was alive and he was just like trying to move around and be like, oh, God where am i it would make sense that he would clean it with his own glasses cloth yeah exactly but, like disoriented from getting hit and he's walking around yeah. and he's like wow it's a hell of a way to walk if you're disorientated though up, yeah. up two flights of stairs and, and two, like two flights of stairs yeah um real, and then i believe we end up in the pool section right this is where we yeah there's a little bit before there's a couple where, truth bullets before that but i mean that's yeah kind of the main, the, the main thing, one yeah. is is like the game's very obviously trying to prompt you to be leave the hero is the bad guy. Um, yeah. There are robo justice blueprints in his room yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it well, starts and to a, be like, yeah, we have a conversation with Biakia where he goes, he's the one that prompts us to go into the room. He promises to go in the room, but he also hands us the note that tells us to show up in the dining hall that was originally written in hero. And earlier in the game, when we get the note from hero that says to go to the dining hall, we comment on how beautiful Hero's handwriting is. Handwriting is. We're yeah. like, that's oh my right. God, yeah. he has immaculate handwriting. And then when we see the blueprints, it, it looks like uh, like chicken scratch. But the blueprints are in Hero's room, His along room. with so yeah. much other stuff. Why did he get to bring so much stuff to school? There's he's nothing in fucking, our room. He's got <laughs> posters and all kinds of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, man. he's got. Well, like, I mean, even even later, we get a like glimpse into like Hafumi's room, and it's like he also has a bunch of shit in there. Our room is boring as hell. Maybe it's because we're average. We're the average student. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. We're the ultimate. We're the ultimate average we, person. We have no. Well, yeah. we don't have any hobbies, and that's the thing. We have nothing special about us. So that's we true. Just, yeah. that's we true. just have a golden sword that was used to murder. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do head to the pool, which is where we finally find Robo Justice, which mm-hmm. was in one of the lockers in the pool. Um, and we can yeah, obviously like locked clearly... in a room or something, isn't it? Like, yeah, he's locked in one of the lockers in there. We can clearly hear that it is Hero we in actually, this costume. We went to that locker before. I clicked on it. Yeah, yeah, we clicked on the really? locker before we could, and nothing happened. It was just like, "This is yeah. a locker." 
And you're like, okay, well. Like when we were doing the investigation, we were looking around for uh, truth bullets. I went into the, I think the pool was one of the first places I went. Yeah. Okay. The well, game does that a lot. You kind of get to a place and it's like, no, you shouldn't be here yet. And then you find <laughs> out like, later on you're meant to come you here. Son yeah. of a bitch. One of the first hints that, because it's Robo Justice, but obviously we know it's Hero at this point, uh, who's tr- trapped inside the suit. But like, no one ever mentions the fact that the only way to get out of the suit is a lock on the back that mm. he couldn't have possibly put on. Like, that's on never himself. mentioned. Yeah, it's just yeah. like... I mean, they oh. bring it up in the, in the trial, but that would have been like, in the moment, that would have been like, well, yeah, if it takes three people to get him out of this suit clearly he couldn't have put it on by himself yeah well also because it goes on for like 10 minutes of everyone trying on this suit to be like because hero's like it could fit anyone and so then like hina puts it on and then we're forced to put it on and i'm like if also, he couldn't have locked it into himself that's it like that yeah done. In, in this moment too i'm just like bro I, I love you, Hero, but he is not smart enough to do this no, shit. Like, 100%. there's no, there's no way that he's fucking pulling this off. Yeah, what he was supposed to create a Robo Justice suit that perfectly fit him? Like, come on, dog. nah. If nah. it was him, they're assuming that not only did he create the suit, but he also managed to attack Hafumi. Yeah, and then orchestrate this weird thing where Hafumi's body was moved as well as killing Taka as well as locking moving. himself in a cupboard as well as like, moving Taka's body like it's not nah, 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 nah. no there's no physical way and uh, the, the game the game makes a big point here about how like you said uh Hero can't get out of the costume himself there's a clasp yep. on the back but also when Hina puts it on there's a big point made about how you can't bend at the waist like the, the costume is very stiff, stiff as a rail you are yeah. bricked up um, and obviously, uh, Hero doesn't doesn't remember attacking anyone. I'm just glancing over what he said. I'm not even. <laughs> yeah. Do you not know what that means? Is that why you used to know that context? I, nope, I know exactly what it means. Worse. That's a worse explanation. Uh, another uh, thing, though, Hina is ready to fucking put Hero on the chopping block. She yeah, is just Hina, like Hina's she's ready like, to slice his throat. You're dead. <laughs> I didn't dead. realize you're she cared for Hafumi as much as she did. Like she was a. Uh, or, or I mean, maybe it's just like she's she's done. She's had so much death that she's just like Hafumi's. I don't death know, man. Like that broke her. Huf- I don't know. Hafumi's Hufumi spent his last minutes in Hina's lap, looking up at her well endowed chest. You know, like <laughs> gonna die happy. You could say yeah. he was bricked up. <laughs> he was indeed bricked up. I mean, he there had something go. in his pants. We know that. He used it, to use it appropriately. Oh yes, there was a note in. We do find that on his dead body that there is a note yes. on Hifumi that is to meet at I think six a.m. That's that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, two. There's, there's a couple different, different notes times. that have different times. So. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, Yoko prompts us to look at Tucker's watch. Yeah. Well, Kyoko comes into the picture. That when we get to the pool, Kyoko's also there. Kyoko's the and one who found Hiro. Yeah. And when we That's ask her where she was, she's just like, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling yeah. anybody where I was. And she's like, Ultimate detective, huh? You sure? <laughs> I'm positive. I'm not giving it up. She's the ultimate detective. She's just a, she's a little sussy baka. Also, <laughs> if she's doing if she is the ultimate detective, then she's probably doing some detective shit while this was happening. I'm not giving up on her. That I know didn't sound like a very confident argument. <laughs> I know that the game is trying to like get us to believe that there's a spy, but I just don't. It's not her. I refuse. I'm Interesting. I'm like, Interesting. No. Okay. Um, but she prompts us. Yeah, she prompts us to look at Tucker's watch, and yeah. we see that his watch is broken on mm-hmm. six a.m. I believe. 
mm-hmm. and she's like well in the locker room the night before he made a point of how we were late and it was nearly night time and he looked at his watch and it was still working so right it can't mean 6 p.m it must mean 6 a.m because yeah, yeah, it's like an it analog 10, clock. yeah it was 10 o'clock when we were in the uh room together in the locker yeah room. and uh tucker also has a scrap of paper in his hand like clasped yep. Um, mm. that you put two and two together, you realize that Hafumi's note was ripped. So there right. must be some connection there. Right, and right. Um, also there's this weird truth bullet that didn't make sense at first about the handbook. It's nothing to do with anything at all. Yeah. Kyoko is just like, oh, make sure to mention the truth, uh, make sure to mention the handbook in the trial because it may come up. And it's just like, that's one of the things. It's like all these characters that have, like back with the last episode, Bianca knew from the beginning, like, why make us jump through all these fucking hoops? I mean, I know in Bianca's defense, he was like, oh, I want it to be interesting and exciting. But it's just like, Kyoko, if you know who done did it, just tell us. We don't have to go through. There's so much like recanting of this situation in this trial. If it's like, okay, well, let's go back to the beginning and let's recant yeah, everything that's happened it, to see if figure out what It goes on for so long. This one. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. and you're so, it's very clear who like did it at a certain point and you. Still I think that's what makes just... it worse. In the in the last in the last trial, it was interesting because it's like, oh man, I I we didn't know who did it. We didn't have an idea. We had like thoughts of maybe who did it, but they kept throwing like curveballs at us. I mean, we fucking knew it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Was you never was you never curious about Hafumi's involvement because obviously we know he was involved no. in some sense, like. I, I, saw, the, I saw how they were when she demanded yeah. him to make tea. I was like, there's not much that it would take him to... Uh, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't know how he was actually convinced, which we find out at the very end, which is not what I thought it was, but I was like, Celeste could have told him to do anything. And he would have yeah, done I that. thought she just went full dominatrix on him, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's not the case at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we get the remaining kind of truth bullets here, and we head into the class trial to figure out. And at this point, too, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a quick class trial. We know Hero's the one who did it. Hero was the one in the costume. Clearly, it's Hero. Like, we'll just... So, yeah, did you guys not get any of the other clues? Like, the fact <laughs> that he couldn't put himself in the fucking suit? Like, right. That's, that's, that's number one. They're, they're just out for blood. You know, they're ready to hang him. He's going to be wrongly accused. Um... But yeah, going into the class trial, this and just talking about it, because we'll kind of like recant how everything happened at the end. We don't need to go through all the truth bullets and everything. But like I was saying, Jesus Christ, this was a long class trial. And probably one of the one that started to be more difficult because there was a lot more situations where your truth bullet wasn't anything you needed and you had to get information from what someone else said and then use that as a truth bullet. I noticed that came up countless times in this but man the whole make argument and shoot the right thing happens so many times throughout this yeah Yeah. i was i was playing this class trial and i was like oh man that that ability to absorb someone else's statement and make it a truth bullet i was like oh this hasn't come up and then it came up like two or three times in this one trial yeah as well as shooting out the white noise the the pink statements that come Mm -hmm. across that came up a lot well the Um, other new argument in here too i or the other new mechanic rather was when you're doing the whole ddr mini game thing which i think we argue with it's not celeste it's oh no it's celeste is it celeste it's just earlier in the argument yeah it's not the very end like it usually is because that that was was presented as like the the final thing you had to do so i was really excited when we were like 10 minutes in we were already doing and i was like oh hell yeah 45 45 minutes later boy was i wrong you argue with her at first and she's 
she's very uh I, I maybe it's just me i felt like she was quieter this class trial than the previous ones like she oh really i feel like she chimed in a lot compared to the other like she people. chimed she chimed in but normally she would um, I, I feel like in the first two trials she was kind of talking very generically about points but in this class trial it was whenever someone tried to defend hero Celeste would pipe up and be like, oh, but what about the picture that I took? Like, he's very clearly, and, you know, what about this? She kept, she kept returning to that, yeah. Turning yeah, to, like, she was... Those kind of things. All of her points were based on shifting the blame back to Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. immediately should have sparked a fucking... <laughs> you were like... Finn. I'm just, like, thinking about if myself was in that situation. I'd be fucked, dude. I am terrible. That With all that pressure, I'm terrible. Kind knows I'm terrible at lying. Not that I would, like, <laughs> smile and laugh he's, during a... He's like, literally the worst. You 100% would. You'd be like... <laughs> uh, also, when you lie, it's stuff that's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. you had the murder weapon. You're like, no, I didn't. You're like... What? Prove it. It's right there. It's, it's in your fuck, hand, dog. What, fucking nanny. What? Nani. Um, no, but the, the mechanic I was talking about with the like DDR mini game was now you have to reload as you shoot. As you pushing a on the rhythm of the the beat and then pressing x to uh shoot down celeste's arguments you also have to make sure you're reloading your bullets at the same time which yeah this game is a lot a lot (laughs) and you only reload bullets like you only reload two bullets at a time and you you have to reload on the beat as well yeah 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 it's um it's a lot it's a lot um but there's essentially essentially what happens i mean you just want to skim through the trial yeah because yeah there's a lot of back and forth um in terms it starts off with people gunning for hero Mm -hmm. and then you know makoto basically says you know well he can't have done it because you can't bend over in the robo justice suit so he can't have pushed the dolly with tucker's body on like it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and then it it kind of comes i can't remember how it turns on to celeste i mean they start just breaking down more and more oh no that they they figure out that someone had to have an accomplice that this was two people now that did this this couldn't have just been one individual yeah and so they they make a big fin of like there was two people and how uh fucking what was i trying to say i literally just highlighted it in this fin oh that's it (laughs) celeste says about how um, it was impossible. Something was impossible, and you have to absorb two murders and shoot impossible, because basically the point is that That's they right. they work out that the first time the bell went off to say someone had died was yeah. actually Sakura, Biaka, and Toko discovering Taka's body on the third floor. It just mm. happened to happen right. at the same time as they found Hafumi, but Hafumi wasn't technically dead. They just assumed it was for them. Yeah. The other thing that was really a big point to Celeste being the one was when they first found Hafumi's body or when they had it in, they found he was dead in the uh, nurse's office. She says something about, oh, those guys died or these guys uh, referring to there had been two people dead, which at that point there was no possible way for her to know that Taka had died because we had just found her and no one had told her that Taka was dead at that point. Yeah. Yeah. She said something about like, Oh, I'm not going to let these murders. Like I'm not going to let whoever did these murders get away with it or, or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the, um, other, which, the other, her big defense as well is like, oh, well, I took the picture of Robo Justice yeah. attacking. And then we're like, that's not a picture of attacking. That's just a picture of Hafumi carrying Hiro's body in a way that makes it look like he's being the, the whole bending of the whole bending of the waist theme because the, the other thing was that Taka's body was moved with a little like rolly cart and he was wrapped in a tarp and there's no way that Robo Justice could have done that because from all of us putting on the costume we've seen that you can't actually bend at the waist while wearing that costume there's lots of holes in their plan yeah, yeah. and the the thing that leads to the closing argument is um you know when Hafumi died he says Yasuhiro Mm-hmm. And Celeste is like, well, it can only have been Hero. And then there's this big yeah. speculation. And I can't remember how it happens, but Makoto is like, oh, but Celeste, you've never actually told us your real name. Right. And she's like, oh, it's Celestia Lundenberg or whatever. Yeah, she's and like then... Celestia Lundenberg. And then this is where the weird e-handbook truth bullet comes in because yeah. she's like, oh, you have no way to contradict me and you shoot the truth bullet. Well, the, 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 the important part that leads to this is that Byakia tells us that um, Hafumi only referred to everyone by their last, by their name. last names. He called us Mr. Nyagi, and he would only refer to everyone. So why would he call if, if he's trying Hero to call out who name. murdered him? He wouldn't have called him Hero or Yasuhiro. He would have called him whatever his last name is. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, like, that was the whole so We have to figure out whose last name is Yasuhiro, and then we talked to Celeste, and Celeste is like, "No, my last name is Ludenberg." And then we're like, "Oh, show us your e handbook, you dumb bitch." And then she's like. Then, then it's just the whole ruse is up because then yeah. she doesn't have an accent anymore, and she's like, "Yeah, my name yeah, is. it's kind of wild." Yeah, she becomes American, doesn't <laughs> yeah. she? Like, yeah. Um, and so it, it's very obvious she's becoming flustered and stuff like that. Um, yeah. which is when we then have to do the little closing argument mini game. Yeah, um, which I struggled with a little bit just because there's a lot think- of. I think we got this one on the first try, which is we we struggled with some of the other ones, but I think this one we got right away. Oh, see, the other ones I was okay with this one. It was working out like because one of the panels will be like one a.m. on a on a watch, and then the mm-hmm. others will be like Hafumi's face and like getting it all around. Um, yeah. But I guess do you guys, one of you guys, want to sum yeah. up the entire murder? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll go through the the closing argument. So essentially, Hafumi met with the murderer which we know at this point is celeste Celeste. uh and they we don't we don't know why or motives just yet until after we we come to the conclusion it's celeste but we worst motive ever by the way yeah it really is uh they decide to work together um then hero got the note that told him to meet them at 1 a.m and they knock hero out and they put him in the robo justice costume and then they, they stage it to make it look like that Robo Justice is the one carrying off Hero in the moment. Uh, then they give the note to Taka saying to meet with them at 6 a.m. And that's when Hifumi kills Taka, beats him with mm-hmm. Justice Hammer 4, which was the which was another big thing because we found we thought the murders happened in sequence with the hammer number, but Taka's body actually was killed first because he was killed at 6 a.m., which we know by his watch. Yeah. Yes. Um, after that, Hafumi uh, stages himself like he's the one. This is when we start finding out about Celeste. She shows us the picture. We find Hafumi in the library, all beaten and battered and everything. We take him to the nurse's office. He fakes his death. He takes one of the blood packets that were in the uh, refrigerator, puts it on himself, 
fixes him. Oh, that weird dance the that spinning does, frame yeah. spins around <laughs> and launches all the blood around himself. There's a little blood dance. Um, and stages his death. And then when everybody leaves to go find the real murderer, that's when he leaves, goes, wraps up Taka's body, puts it on the little cart, and then wheels it into the repository. Celeste meets them there. There's a sad little uh, panel locks that shows door. like, yeah, locks the door. That's, that's what we figured out locked. too. It can only be locked from the inside. That's why the door was locked in the first place because that's where Hifumi was. Um, there's a little panel that shows like Hifumi all happy that he like, oh, I did this thing for you. I'm so happy. And the individual smashes Hifumi in the back of the head with that cleaned hammer. And then that's the yeah. hammer that was washed off. And that's when how Hifumi dies. Was it because wasn't there a big fin as well about how... I think it started to turn when somebody put two and two together and realized that Celeste screamed in a way that isn't very typical of Celeste. And Byakuya is like, oh, that was your trigger to mm. Fumi to tell him, okay, it's clear to leave the nurse's office and to go and do what you had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we find out Celeste did it. And she essentially admits to it and is like, you know, hey i'm a gambler this is what i do mm. um and yeah. that was the other um, thing i told jared early on is because like i well, we, we, talk, we didn't figure- talk about the motive the motive was a thing too the motive in this time was that monokuma was gonna give 10 million dollars to whoever like oh yes murder. that was that's, it yeah, that's, 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 that's and i mean i respect celestia's uh her dream you know like if she wanted to use the 10 million to buy a european castle and have a bunch of male slaves waiting on her hand and for admiring her and adorning her i mean like fair i know when she like when she built up this thing and she was like yeah like i just i i wanted to have my my one dream and nothing was going to stop me and then she's like yeah i want to live in the castle i have a bunch of husbandos that that (laughs) do my every bidding and it's like oh oh she's also said she wants them to dress up like vampires yeah, that yes. was it. Yeah. 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 She's she's a special um, one. She's got some yeah. problems. Well, also that's yeah. what I told Jared early on is I was like, the motive is money, and there's someone who's literally like a gambling gambler. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we yeah. know who we know who wants the money. Like yeah. yeah. Um, but she talks about the how she convinced Hifumi to work for her, which like we were saying before, we all thought that, you know, showed a little leg, got a little seduction on, did the dominatrix thing. But what she said was that Taka wanted to take the laptop. No, the Taka had taken it. I thought he said she he forced Celeste to do it. Yeah, yeah, he forced Celeste to do it, but then she gave it to him, and she like Taka had yeah. it essentially. Taka has the laptop because he wanted Chiro slash Mano for himself, and forced Celeste to do it. I, he, she said that he came into her room and dominated her, abused her, and took pictures, and that she would show everybody if he didn't, and this like pisses off of Fumi because he was in love with Chihiro and now founds out that Taka I guess, I guess abused Celeste and he's like I'm gonna fucking kill him and I was like whoa yeah. he goes, he goes yeah. full, uh, full aggro um, clearly none of that's true um, nope just she Celeste lied. just has the laptop she put it in a different locker and as they're as Celeste is about to get straight murked and obviously it's hard they, they're trying not to talk about this in front of Monokuma but yeah, because like, they don't. Oh. Monokuma also doesn't know about the laptop because yeah. that was another thing that Chihiro, uh, the AI alter ego, was trying to find a way for them to escape or trying yeah. to put together a way for them to well, get it, out. Of that. It was looking through the notes on the laptop or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was like trying to work files out files or something. something. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, so then she throws the key uh, to the to I think us or whoever's just standing yeah. there. 
Yeah. She, I think she, she gives, gives it to Kyoko. Yeah, she gives Kyoko. Kyoko. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, she throws the key to Kyoko at the end. And then uh, Celeste gets gets her just desserts. One of the most brutal and interesting uh, <laughs> deaths punishments so far. So it sets up like she's in this big grand castle, but mm-hmm. she's on a stake and going to be burned as a witch. And as they light the the bottom of the stake that she's on on fire and it starts going up the uh, up her body a fire truck comes out of nowhere and crashes into her and that's how she dies which is i like... wanted to work out i didn't know if it was like a reference <laughs> because they're like oh the the trial of the something witch i didn't know if it was oh, like yeah, a trial famous the... i'm just having trying oh, to have i Google. remember that that one trial where the witch got uh ran into by a fire mm-hmm. truck i remember that. yeah, yeah definitely yeah uh probably the most i would honestly say the most brutal one so would you really I mean, I guess being turned no, into butter. Is get, like, I was like, she didn't even get turned into butter. Bro, Bro, Leon's, into what, Leon's is a hundred percent worse. I think. At least you're like you can Leon's still. Leon's slow and painful. You're dead. He got pummeled by a thousand fucking balls. Like that's yeah. that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I guess she got smashed by a car before she could actually suffer and burn to death. So I guess it was a pretty quick death. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, she wanted to die gracefully and be reincarnated as Marie Antoinette. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, interesting. Her execution, the burning of the Versailles witch, shares the similarities of that of a witch hunt. Something that seems to be preferred by Celeste, given her love of the Gothic. Okay, so it's just to uh, yeah. Well, because Versailles all of the is where Marie kind of Antoinette is, which yeah. they should have decapitated her. That would have been way more fun. Put her head on a pike. That's what they did to. <clears throat> to let, let them eat cake which she never said but it's still a fun thing to say um but that is that, the end of chapter three it's the end of this section we have three people that are dead now in this section with taka hufumi and now celeste and i think we only the, have five left right yeah there's and there's not like i mean obviously there's going to be some motive that convinces someone to murder or something is going to happen but with there's the also characters a, that we there's have. a mysterious 16th student who is yet to oh, reveal yeah, himself. But with the characters we have left, none of them feel like the murder, aside from Byakuya. Byakuya definitely gives me, I'm going to murder Sakura. You reckon? I reckon mm-hmm. Sakura could kill in like a, a crime of rage more than my, like a premeditated fin. My guess is that Sakura comes off as the one that's like probably going to kill someone because of like how yoked she is, but she's going to be the one that dies. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm Sakura dies. Or Toko. Toko's also, it gives me, I'm going to kill someone vibes. Mm. But the or, only person, oh, she'd have to kill Makoto or Byaka. She goes full yandere. Yeah, she only kills male. That's right. She goes like full yandere and just kills her master. <laughs> Kai's also convinced that yeah, Hina's not going to die either. Oh, oh interesting. No, interesting. She's I'm the best. Convinced. She's the best girl. Best wife. Honestly, I hot. Okay, so my conspiracy theory is <clears throat> this is the it. group that makes it out. I don't think anyone else dies. So you're saying uh, Sakura, Byaka, Makoto, Hina, Hero. and Toko. Oh, and Hero. So we got six people. Hero. Six people. Six people I think. I think everyone makes it out from this point on. Interesting. We'll I feel like. We'll I feel like. Right. I feel like you have outside information that makes that believable are correct that's just a guess i literally oh, have no okay. outside information i mean there's like three chapters left so i'm i'm it's <laughs> probably not a great guess in the fact that someone's gonna die yeah um interesting I i'm just, surprised you didn't say kyoko because i i kind of 
if I didn't know what happened, I would assume that Kyoko prodding in places where she shouldn't be prodding would kind of lead to her death. Maybe not her death at the hand of a student, but maybe to the hand of Monokuma or something. No, because see, the game, two things. The game is trying way too hard to set up Kyoko as the the spy, which means that she's not because that's just how narrative works if you're if you're trying to push something so <laughs> aggressively like it's just not that's not how the game works so you can't just be like this person is definitely a spy because it's gonna be like no no they're not you're just leading it for no reason secondly with alter ego that's setting up to be something that gets them out of there alter ego yeah. is doing work to figure out information about the school <laughs> and as well about you know their situation and so there's no reason they would have set that up if everyone dies. It, it's pointless. The reason yeah. that's there is as a plot device to help them escape the school. And so maybe there's, you know, my my assumption is that the 16th student, who we don't know, is like the ultimate ninja or the ultimate, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Ultimate ninja warrior. Yeah, you know, the ultimate, like, uh, disguise artist or something like that and has okay. been there the entire time. And is just a, like a trash can in, like, the corner. <laughs> Just like we go back through the game, and in like all these different frames, there's just like you know, it's like but it's like it's like it's like fucking... it's like super obvious though. There's like a guy that's like halfway in a trash can. You can clearly see who it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or girl, or girl. We never, we never know. Or who non, the ultimate is. Anyway, or it's uh, or it's Junko because me and Jared are both suspicious of the way that Junko, Junko died as the, like as the only person who has died by the hands of Monokuma. Um, Interesting. Okay. And then yeah. uh, everyone else makes it out alive. This is my take. Well, I know, I know because I was looking at the Wikipedia for the second game. I know a couple of them make it out. So I guess that outside information does help me. Or they're reincarnated. I don't really know how these games work. So maybe they're just like, well. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, just because their names are in the second game, don't assume that they make it. Like, Well, Kai, do you want to go into your thoughts on this on this game then? On, sure, I mean, this yeah. chapter? Not the, I mean, the game, I guess. We're halfway through at this point yeah uh overall i like it it's still fun i think yeah. <clears throat> we teeter back and forth between too much information to make the mystery exciting which is like leon's and this one and yeah too little information to make <clears throat> the investigation exciting which is last time so then there needs to be a balance there where it's just like the perfect amount of context to lead you to believe that it could be like a couple different people this one's yeah. definitely celeste and the way yeah. they push so hard for Hero, and it's just like it was so it's, aggressive it's obvious, and so unnecessary. Yeah. It's like you didn't have to try that hard because <clears throat> there's no context for that. And also, Hero's a fucking idiot, and he's never gonna he's never gonna murder anyone. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think the gameplay is interesting. Free time is a little bit like hit or miss. Like, mm. I mean, you can learn some interesting things about the other characters, but for the most part, it doesn't play a central role in the game, and it's not really necessary. Yeah. Um, and the gifting is like. Eh, it's fun i guess but like once again doesn't play necessarily a role and we just generally look up like what people love anyway so i mean yeah in, in yeah. that way we like update their profile in the uh in the handbook um but i don't even think we end up using any of the like the powers in the the final um, i think a lot of them are passive it's like during this thing you get three extra seconds or during this thing you get 10 extra seconds it's a lot of the stuff yeah. like that which is yeah. like we we almost never run out of time <laughs> like, oh, ne never yeah yeah and we've gotten a's on all three so far um yeah and i think the this class trial specifically was too long like it's just so oh, long so and there long. wasn't enough there wasn't enough that was interesting like 
I didn't mind Mondo's being longer because we didn't really understand the motive and we didn't understand the context of why someone would murder uh what's it Chihiro Chihiro yeah um but this time it was just like so clear that like sitting through it was brutal it was just like yeah we know yes yeah. we know I know and there's just like 40 minutes of recanting what we had just been through which was not as fun, fun but i am i am most looking forward <clears throat> to how the game pivots from the current setup that we're in which is someone's gonna die someone's a murderer figured that out to more of the narrative of being like we're getting out of the school because clearly that's what this is being mm. set up as like the game early on is this like very one-dimensional this is the thing you're doing and now with the discovery of alter ego it's gonna flip to you know, figuring out how to, I guess, escape Hope's Peak or figuring out who the mastermind is, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm wrong and people just keep murdering each other and Alter Ego is just like, oh, my battery's dead. And then that's it. <laughs> it was just, there's no reason for that plot device to exist uh, other than to uh, lead us astray. But um, yeah, it could yeah. be a Red Sparrow. You never know. Yeah. You know, like maybe. I hope not. I hope that this game isn't because Jared was saying, uh, like last night when we were finishing this section, it was like he's like, yeah, like maybe this is just one of those games where everyone dies, and I'm like, but what a waste! Like yeah. what a waste of an interesting situation of putting people like in this this world to just have them all die. Like because I'd, I'd assume the other motives are still at play, like the secrets and the videotapes and the ten yeah. million dollars. Like they don't disappear. I'm assuming yeah, they're yeah, like. I didn't think about that. They're building yeah, I mean, out there. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that if they were all willing to sacrifice them at the first part, like it doesn't matter. Like Ooh, clearly well, everyone who's now. secret. Yeah, everyone who's secret is who cared about their secret is dead. Like Biaki is rich. We've always been okay with being average, and none of the other characters have like any motivation for money. So yeah. either the only motivation that we all have is to get out together. And we're getting down to the to the level of where the people who are left, minus Fiakia and Genocide Togo. Jill, yeah. don't have the murderous like <clears throat> character arc put in them. But I mean, neither did Hifumi, other than the fact that he was literally a slave to women, which, I mean, you know, ended up doing him dirty. So learn that lesson. <laughs> One of the mess now, kids. It's the dragon of chaos or whatever, whatever <laughs> people say. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Generally a good time. Excited to play through the rest. Yeah. Yeah, I reflect a lot of the points that you had said there with this chapter specifically. Like you said, it's, it's, it's that like back and forth that we've been doing. I think that chapter two, the second trial, was more interesting in the sense that we almost until the very end didn't have an idea of who did it um but like you said it's still like we weren't presented with enough information like we got all that information in the end and a lot of that information was stuff that we didn't find with the truth bullets it was kind of just said as we were going it was found by other people like kyoko or biakia and and things like that so i think i I hope it starts getting more into a balance of where we can find that kind of happy medium where it's like we're presented with enough information we're presented with almost all information but we still haven't like we still piece all the little things together because sitting mm-hmm. through a class trial like with the first one or with this one where you know the ending of it, it's just like, especially with how long it is, it's brutal. Like sitting through Celeste's one, I was like, it's, I know it's Celeste. And with this one specifically because they had to like recant the situation so many times, it was just like, 
fucking yeah me. like this is this is awful um <laughs> <laughs> so i hope but i'm still incredibly interested in this game like i want to know what happens and like i was saying i hope that i think that at this point too is when we'll start seeing that shift where we see the shift start focus on kind of the not the subplot because i think almost the people murdering each other is the subplot and trying to get out of here is the main plot of this and trying to shift focus to that. Now the focus is going to be more on getting out of here, more on how to get out of here. And maybe even the deaths don't necessarily come from uh, people murdering each other, but breaking the rules that Monokuma had laid out and being murdered by Monokuma. And that's Mm -hmm. how more people are going to die. So I can kind of, I can definitely see it shifting that way. Um, I think that the mechanics of the class trial are still interesting. I think that the uh, um, like the, the truth bolts and everything, again, I, I think it was just the length of this trial, but they came in way too many times and I was just kind of done with it by the end of it. But even adding like the need to reload during the DDR section is like, yeah, that makes things exciting. That makes it interesting. Even though it makes it a little more difficult, that still piques my interest and keeps me concentrated on these events and just not like just going through them mindlessly um yeah yeah, i'm really enjoying it i i agree with kai i think that a lot of these characters don't really have the at least in their personality to murder but who knows i maybe there's another motive i hope the motive thing starts to change you know best girl She's she's gonna make it. If she dies, yeah. this game's a zero. We're not playing it. <laughs> zero out of ten. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm convinced more of them are going to die. I don't think I think they, they get out, but I think more of them are going to die because of like breaking Monokuma's rules rather than killing each other. But I don't know. Hmm. We'll we'll see. I'm it's still just, it's just Makoto at the end. <laughs> yeah, we're, the, we're the only one that survives. i i I mean super in, excited in typical in typical horror like <laughs> horror movie tropes, there is usually like either one man who survives or one man and a woman. So Yeah. I don't know if this follows typical horror movie co- like we tropes. Can, and once again, maybe the characters who end up in the in the later games are just you know, it'll be us and backs. Hina, and we'll fall in love, and we'll have live or, happily ever after. Or conspiracy theory: the <clears throat> fact that the other students were already at the school. This is just an endless loop that they keep putting these people through. Oh, this was this was our other conspiracy theories. This is like their hell. Like yeah, they're okay. just trapped here, forced to yeah. live through this over and over and over again. And they all knew each other at the school, but this is just like the way of torturing them. Which, or some, which some is sort also of, some sort possible, of purgatory. Yeah, a possible explanation of why some characters uh, end up in the, the later games. So, you know, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe everyone maybe. dies. Maybe, maybe. We, were, we were dead the whole time. No Nakuma is just the devil. Just pull a pull a six sense. Spoiler if you haven't <laughs> seen Six Sense. 25 years later it's also one of the most referenced fucking plot twists right. in all of cinema history <laughs> okay benji take us home um yeah i think i agree with you guys um yeah. a lot of this class trial did kind of feel tedious and i very much felt myself sitting there going you know why is nobody realizing these things about Celeste and why yeah. the game's pushing hero way too much? Um, like you said, I feel like it did drag on. This definitely was a weaker section than the previous section. I feel like Mondo's trial so far has been the best of the three. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have other knowledge. I kind of know where this game goes roughly. I can't remember the exact steps in between the finale but I remember the finale. So Mm. I'm interested to see 
what comes of Alter Ego. I'm interested to see, because I mean, Monokuma has kind of started putting things together. I think someone did mention Alter Ego by name in the at, trial, at the but didn't say end, what yeah. it was. Yeah. And he, he saw Celeste give us the key. So he kind of knows something is going on. So Some I'm interested yeah, yeah. to see how he's going to react to that and how that impacts mm. the students going forward. Um, but honestly, more than anything, I'm just interested to see what you guys think <laughs> of it and how your theories play out. I think that's the interesting thing for me. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would say as the last thing is that I would, I would like there to be no new in introduction of mechanics i feel like i have enough mechanics in the class trial between we're good at this point truth bullets changing truth bullets absorbing reloading, reloading ddr all of that kind of the handman's gambit like i feel like i have enough going on um i feel like i don't need anything else i am and yeah i am kind of disappointed by the relationship side of things i thought it would be a bit more in depth and as horrible as it sounds, it's almost like now I have the skill because I don't think you can get a new skill by re-interacting with somebody. Like, mm, so yeah. all it's really going to do is boost the skill points that you get. So uh, I'll play around and I'll see if I get any other stuff. But I feel like at this point, I don't think there's anything new for <laughs> me to unlock. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. It almost makes me want to like just skip free time, like. There's times where I'm just like, actually, yeah. I wanted to just skip this and get to the with the deadly life or like figure out what's happening. Like, I kind of want to just skip free time. It's annoying <clears throat> you can't because you know Makoto's like, oh, I should go do something. Like, you know, I can't waste actually, you, my free if time. If you go, in, if you go into the bed, he will go to sleep, and you can skip the day. Oh, he will. Yeah. Okay. I I always kind of assumed that because of what he says, I assumed you couldn't do that. I never tried. I just thought the game forced it. Yeah, I tried one of the times, and he's like, yeah, I guess I'll go to sleep, and then you'll wake up at nighttime, and then you'll just go back to bed and wake up the next day. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind and see, you yeah. know, if the free time starts to prove pointless, I might just do that and, and skip through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you said, the skills, unless this game starts like ramping up in difficulty and those skills like start to be like an adamant point of an uh, like an added necessity to progress or make things not impossible, then I don't see a reason why. Like, yeah, I mean, I've not, I struggled with this class trial, but not to the point where yeah, I was like, oh, I'm glad I got my skill point to give me more bullets in the DDR section. Mine, mine was more information and like grabbing what what someone said and using it as a truth bullet rather than like running out of time or needing time for a certain situation yeah or something like that. definitely i mean i think he gives you like 45 minutes or something like it's crazy yeah you can't do the trial in that much time then you just just stop playing <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm sorry i love you guys play with it play not play with us play along with us i mean play with us play with us up. play with bricked us. up that's the name of this episode Tengen Robert Chapter 3, Bricked Up. Play with me, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> ah, there it is. Well, guys, thanks for getting to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. As always, follow us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Play Along Pod. Follow our personal accounts. Follow me on Twitter, the Dex Moss. I, I post stuff. Curated Q. I don't post stuff. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Ben, where can, the, where can the people follow you if they want to see yeah. your adventures too? Um, uh, yeah, I'm 
bulletin underscore Ben. Um, yeah. Again, us. I just post random shit, same as Jared. Just I, sometimes game stuff. Sometimes I, you know. I only retweet Hasanabi and uh, this this podcast. So if there's yeah, two yeah. interests, I did I did steal Ben's idea, and I am documenting the games that I play outside of the podcast for this year. So I have a thread on my Twitter that I'm going through that. Yeah, it's a cool little thing to do. I, I I can't take credit. I stole it from a guy called Ryan Brown, who oh, so works at We're all just each other's company ideas. company called Super Rare Games. Uh, great little go. company. But there yeah, yeah. Sweet. Follow us on Good Pods. Leave us reviews. We will read them out here on the podcast. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Leave us three stars. Give us. Yeah. We want you to critique our performance Jump here off on our dicks. Yes, Stop. please. <laughs> Jesus, I'm tired. I'm now okay with five star reviews only. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's have the algorithm work for us, boys. Well, Come on. Actually, we can't, we can't see it. It's just off camera. But Kai has indeed framed the only ever three star review that we got. <laughs> it's right. It's right yeah. above him, actually. Yeah. If you just look over here. I mean, you can't see it, but it is framed. I cry every morning. I salute to it. So you know what? Actually, you can give us five stars and still give us constructive criticism. There you go. Win win. Algorithms happy. Yeah. We're happy. Best of both worlds. You can do that on Spotify now. You can't leave comments, but you can at least give us stars on Spotify. So go listen. We should do the thing I was fucking telling you about the polls on Spotify and the questions and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Ben's throwing Uh, wizard spells around. Yeah, I was I was told my entire life that the internet was a ruthless uh, shithole of a place, but everyone's been very supportive of this podcast. So thank you Which for supporting us. We do appreciate that. Also, if you want us to start a, a Discord community where you can talk to us Ooh. and have me not respond because I don't respond in our Discord that we he have does. as, as hosts, he, does. he doesn't. He let does. us know because we'll, yeah. we'll we'll I'll have Jared and Ben chit chat with you guys while I post <laughs> well, everyone. Yeah. I'll, I'll just end up relaying messages to the audience from Kai, like I usually do with Ben. I'm like, hey, Kai said this. He's like, we're yeah, in a Discord chat quotes, together. Ends with my name. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's normally like, uh, I'll be like, oh, can we record at this time? And Jared would be like, yeah, I spoke to Kai. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a Discord chat together, guys. I mean, um, honestly, yeah. I didn't thought of a Discord. That would actually be quite cool. Yeah. If you guys are interested and yeah. want to talk to us and like comment, we'll keep we'll have like channels of the games we play and you guys can interact and how you're enjoying it. If you guys are interested in that, let us know because that would be dope. Discord.gg backslash pap. Oh, doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, don't actually join that. That's probably already exists and it's probably something you don't want to witness. So. Just a yeah. Discord just a, channel full just of pap smear experiences. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll end it there, anyway. guys. We thank you for listening. Again, we will see you next week with chapter four of Dengon Rampa. And that's all we have. Goodbye. Deuces. Bye.